Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. when I start shows like that it's time for Just the Headers that's right Just the Headers is back in full form Voltron is formed the two lions the black lion and the uh, green lion (laughs) why am I green? Well, I didn't want to say red because that was quasi-racist. And I didn't want to say yellow because that was quasi-racist. What? So I went with green. And I'm okay with being the black line because I'm a black man. I've empowered that color. Oh, okay. But you, I didn't want to say like red because like you're Filipino and uh-huh. Mexican. And Mexican is like literally a Native American. Uh-huh. How about orange? Maybe like a mix of yellow and red then? There was an orange line? I don't know. You apparently associated red and with Filipinos and Mexicans, and I would assume that you I mean, associated yellow with Asians. Yeah. And- well, there's a yellow lion, and that's, <laughs> you know, that's overt. And so then I just was like, green lion. That's the perfect lion. <laughs> green. It's like the Green Ranger and Power Rangers. Why, why was there a green one? <laughs> Yeah, well, the Green Power Ranger was because of Frida, right? Rita was like, I'm bad, and I'm I'm so bad, I'm going to make a Power Ranger out of my green crystal. And then she made a Power Ranger, and it was Tommy. Not to- Yeah, it was Tommy. Yeah, it was Tommy. He was the first one. Yeah, and he was like, whoa, I'm, if I'm a Power Ranger, like, why am I bad, though? And then he switched over. I remember that. That was a phenomenal episode for me as an eight-year-old. I was blown away. <laughs> Um. But, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, uh, Jesse, welcome back, man. Welcome back to the states. Welcome back from your adventures. Tell us a little bit about them. <laughs> uh, it was painful. I never knew that you could have pain inside your knees from yes. walking. <laughs> so, yeah, I I went on the trip. Uh, I walked a lot. A lot more than I've ever walked in my entire life, and it was very painful. Mm. You know who I think would have a good blog on knee pain? Who? Monica Lewinsky, because she was using them <laughs> knees. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right up top. Right up. Right oh at the top of the God. show. We're we're cutting straight to the must through the mustard of the show. Um. <laughs> Sorry. Um well so one thing you told me off off uh, air you were like nothing is impossible and I found that out. Mhm. Yep. Cool. Nothing's impossible. And so let's extrapolate that to the greater cryptosphere and creating a global world <laughs> reserve currency. 
and a global Ethereum. Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> you're smiling. You can't say that straight. No one had to know that I was smiling. Oh, okay. I was just I, I, I said it. I've said it straight for so many years now. I feel like I just like preaching to the choir, you know. And you gotta be jovial when you preach to the choir. Oh, but um, okay. a global world currency, right? A world reserve world reserve currency and a global virtual computer. That's Are you trying to tie not out Ethereum at me. Well, yeah, I'm just saying it's not impossible. Yeah, people think it's I mean, impossible, but it's not. You just got to go one step at a time and deal with some knee pain. Yeah, possibly. Yep. So, well, sorry guys, it's been a while. For some of you, this is your first show. Just the Headers is a show about the headlines in the crypto space. Space, space, space. It's an ecosystem where lots of things happen, like William Shatner straight tagging a guy in the cojones about Ethereum ERC standards. That was great. Or um, so the guy who launches a quote-unquote decentralized exchange getting popped by the SEC. Like, we talk just about the headlines because, you know, there's a lot that happens in crypto, and you might not have the time to pay attention, but you might have the time to listen to this show. So... We were, that's what Jesse and I do. Jesse, tell the people who you are. Hey, I'm Jesse. There you go. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Man of mysteries. Me, I'm D. Uh, co-founder of the Bitcoin Podcast Network, which you probably know if you're listening to this. Um, all around cool guy. Um, I like my egg rolls pork and my fried rice chicken. You know, I'm just a regular kind of guy. I'm not fan- one of those fancy guys that gets shrimp fried rice. No siree. Chicken. Um, I also like short walks on the beach because sometimes it's chilly and windy and the sand gets in your eyes. So not long walks, but short walks. Um, <laughs> Get it oh, I love your descriptions. They're the best. welcome back jesse i missed you man we were in prague you were in spain uh we drank a lot did you eat any of those spanish olives yeah i'm talking about spanish olives i'm not talking about some sort of thing euphemism for something else yeah yep had the spanish olives good saw the olive trees bushes nice Uh, yeah man i brought back some olive oil mm-hmm Brought back some nice. chocolate. Well done. Yeah. Brought back a lot of souvenirs. <laughs> nice. Um, well, you ready to hop into it? Let's do it. All right. Our very first article of the from last weekend. Uh, this would be November 3rd. It is by Maria Yavuz. Uh and it has 4,778 total views. It's from Cointelegraph, 236 total shares. And it is future new crypto punk game players fight in futuristic post-apocalyptic world to get real prizes. Firstly, how come post-apocalypse always has to be in the future? How come it couldn't have been in the past? You know, like Star Warsian. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's a stretch for people. 
Um, a new mobile multi-blockchain game supporting a whole range of different cryptocurrencies is ready to be launched in late November. Burr, burr. Estonian game. Oh, this is this is sponsored. This is our <laughs> Damn it, Jesse! You come right in the game. You come right back in the game. And I didn't you, even know that. And you pick a sponsored link. It, I, I it like, looks just, cool. It just looks from the cool. first sentence, I was like, "Wait a second! This isn't news. This isn't I, ad." Oh I no! I forgot that these could be sponsored, even on Coin Telegraph. Oh. <laughs> oh well. Anyways, let's read it. There's features of this game. Ether Dale. That's the guy's. That's the game <laughs> developer's name. <laughs> he describes Glitch Goons Universe as a futuristic post-apocalyptic world where cybernetic animal humanoids fight with each other. There's also an advanced character management system which allows players to modify and upgrade their. F- Wait a fucking second. Advanced character management. You mean building a character? There's nothing advanced about that. I've been doing it since I was five on video games. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you can you can modify your character and upgrade the fighters with special stats and abilities in a totally new advanced way. Sorry. <laughs> Players can take part in tournaments and get real prizes. One GC token is equal to about a dollar, which is about 0.005 ETH, but we know that's going to change. GC is an ERC-20 base token used by the game developer. These coins will be used as a hard currency in Glitch Goons. Currently, users have the option to buy a gamer pack containing four. This is like a game. This is just a game, okay? And <laughs> let me tell you something. There is a Robin Hood Fox character who has an eight pack and a smart gorilla who's skinny and shaped <laughs> like a man that has a 12 pack. Um, and they're about to fight each other. They're glitch goons and they have a robot parts. Um, <laughs> moving on. So the, <laughs> the next article. Jesus. So speaking of things that aren't that groundbreaking, uh, builders on wall street, Bitcoin devs host Lightning Hack Day. So actually, this is quite groundbreaking. Uh, The game wasn't great. It's a regular ass game. That that last article. Um, This is written by Alyssa Hertig. It has 262 Tweety Birds, 59 Reddit numbers. Um, Yeah, this is an op-ed. So we're going to read it like it's an op-ed. It was described as... Not a normal conference. Sure, speakers took to the podium to present their futuristic ideas, a staple at the cryptocurrency space's many, many conferences. But the Lightning Hack Day, which took place in the heart of Wall Street on October 27th and 28th, was all in all more of a community-led endeavor with a heavy coding twist. Throughout the two-day event, a hackathon word in the background. Tiny computers called Raspberry Pis dotted the tables and developers murmured against themselves about how to tweak the rules of the system while also not disrupting the incentive schemes. This eclectic, this eclectic setup is maybe to be expected from a group of hackers building what they hope is the future of money. Bitcoin's lightning network is still in its early stages. But many hope it will fix Bitcoin's biggest underlying problems. That it's simply too slow and clunky. 
and so doesn't scale well for a feature of mass adoption. At least, that is without the help of a second layer. Okay, so there was a hackathon in Wall Street for Lightning Network, and it went well. Bosworth was there. He's an ideas man. He says, uh, were they thinking, oh, this will be deployed in a billion phones? He said, implying that they probably didn't and couldn't have that kind of foresight when it was first deployed. He's talking about Bitcoin. Or sorry, he's talking about Linux. And so, like when the first people made Linux, they thought to themselves, oh, this is a really cool operating system for us because we like using it. But then fast forward the clock, man, Jesse, fast forward that clock. How many devices are out here using Linux? A lot. Billions with a B. Gonna be trillions soon enough. Wow. You think there'll be trillions? Of devices? Yeah, wait, how many how many like mobile devices are there in the world right now? Oh shit, man. I say somewhere around eight billion. Let's, okay, that's a that's an estimate, right? That's a, that's me looking in the glass jar and guessing how many M and M's are in that biatch. But there's what seven billion people on the planet. Yeah, but I thought there was like enough for like two or three cell phones per person on the planet. Like, I yeah. thought there were like twenty something billion devices. That's where I was trying to get you at. But then I was like, okay, there's seven billion people. You take a third of that, right? And then a third of that is babies, and they may or may not have a device. They're more likely to not have a device. Right, babe, yeah. like kids, not in the states and not in maybe Europe or Australia, but like in other places. Look, you know, little kid gonna be running around with a device. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm not cultured, but I feel like they wouldn't be, or maybe they are. I keep going back and forth on this. Hmm. Uh, I think you're. You know what? We could also we could always Google this. I'm totally googling it right now. How many so devices? September 19, 2017, 5 billion unique mobile subscribers globally was achieved in quarter two. Ooh. Google says that there are now more than 2 billion monthly active Android devices. Well, that's just Android devices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's about <sighs> 5 billion unique, uniquely. I was uh, 3 billion off. I said 8 billion. But well, like the actual number of devices exceeds that. Well, exceeds that, but they're just not live, right? Yeah. So, long story short, uh, what Bosworth says, and Bosworth, by the way, has come on the Bitcoin podcast. You should check that out if this is your first experience with the network. Just go to the BitcoinPodcast.com and, and, and search for Bosworth, B-O-S, worth. Um, he said, there's so many cool things that can be built on Lightning. It's important for the underlying protocol to work well. My priority is to get it there. Damn. Damn. He's a he's a he's a he's a fucking pioneer, man. All right. Speaking of pioneering, this next article written by Helen Parts, November 4th, 2018. Coin Telegraph special baby. Bitcoin Cash spikes 20% in the wake of upcoming hard fork backed by Binance. Ooh, can you spell manipulation? I can. Just let the people rest on that, Jesse. Just let it get quiet for a second. Okay. I didn't know that was happening. 
you did the opposite of letting it get quiet. Okay, but yes, while you're away, Bitcoin Cash has decided that they are going to fork, and there's going to be Bitcoin ABC, and uh, I don't know. Here's the Bitcoin thing. Bitcoin SV. Yeah. Bitcoin Cash SV. What is that about? Uh, there's like two different. Um. Yeah. What are the different camps? I don't know because I don't really care about Bitcoin Cash that much. Um. Oh. I feel like I should, but I also at the same time, why? It's like, meh. Because we're the news. We should provide an unbiased scope of what's going on yeah. in the world. Yeah. Uh, let's, 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 let's try and figure this out then. <laughs> so, so crypto markets have seen a lot of movement today with most of the top 20 coins. But <laughs> so. <laughs> We're definitely presenting news, so we should try and tell people what's going on. <laughs> Bitcoin Cash, uh, the fourth top cryptocurrency by market capitalization, it grew sharply. I think it hit 600. Uh, let me see here. There's two coins, two. Um, this article is not saying anything, it's just about the price of Bitcoin Cash. Yeah, there's another article. Fork. Uh, I think it was for Thursday. Let me dig oh, it up. Okay. Well, we're um, gonna tell you later what's going on with Bitcoin Cash. But if you have Bitcoin Cash before the fork, then after after the fork, congratulations. You now have Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin New Cash, and Bitcoin Other Cash. I don't know <laughs> what they're doing with it. This is how it works now in crypto. You just fork. Um. Cool. It's your oh, turn, man. Monday, Monday up in this biatch. All right. So Mondays. First article on Monday. Ooh, firm. That guy's got um, a face. He does. That is a face. That is like <laughs> I have money face. Uh, firm That's the same by- face my six-month-old nephew makes when he's dropping a turd in his <laughs> diaper. Exact same face. Yeah, it kind of looks like, like, ha, I did it. Constipated. You got to clean it. all right so first article on monday comes at us from coindesk.com firm owned by india's richest man turns to blockchain for trade finance this article is written by yogita katri and has 239 retweets and five reddit shares oil and gas conglomerate reliance industries owned by india's richest person mukesh ambani has used blockchain to conduct its first trade finance transaction. According to a news release from HSBC India, shared with Coindesk on Sunday, Reliance Industries has recently executed a, quote, live blockchain-powered trade finance... Wow, that is such a mouthful. Um, Trade finance transaction in collaboration with U.S.-based global chemical distributor Tricon Energy. The end-to-end transaction was facilitated by banking majors HSBC India and ING Bank Brussels and carried out on Enterprise Consortium R3's Corda blockchain platform. The press adds, the press release adds, um, the Corda platform was integrated with a platform provided by UK-based trade finance digitization firm Bolero International. It was used to issue and manage an electronic bill of lading. What does lading mean? Hmm? Lading. The action or process of loading. F-L-A-T-I-N-G? No, L-A-D-I-N-G. 
Oh, loading, like loading mating cargo. is like a. I think it's like a, when you're passing something to somebody. I don't know. I think truckers sign a bill of lading whenever they drop off their shit. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you've dropped this off. Let's just Google it. Yep. No, I did. The uh, process of loading a ship. Look at or me go. Look at me knowing shit. The action and process of loading a ship or other vessel with cargo. So it's not when you drop it off. It's when you pick it up. I'm surprised sometimes at the thing that floats around in my brain. <laughs> Where did you even see that word lading? Uh, when I was a consultant, I was helping somebody 5S their warehouse, and they had a terrible process for issuing bill of ladings. And sometimes truckers were just driving around not knowing what the fuck they had in their truck. It was a short trip. It was just from, like, one side of town to the other side of town to a third-party warehouse. However... If you're not keeping good accounting of what's in your trucks, then things just get lost in the warehouse. And lo and behold, they had about $65,000 in inventory just like sitting in there and they didn't have any clue. And I was like, yeah, that's because you guys are fucking lazy. So anyways, um, yeah, that happened. Cool. All right. So (laughs) wrap up that article. That seems like that was a useful job that marketing or not marketing, but the um, that job. I did things when I was a consultant. It just was exhausting. But go on. Mm-hmm. Keep going. So HSBC's India's head uh, for global banking and markets, Hitendra Dave, said, quote, the use of blockchain is a significant step towards digitizing trade. The overall efficiency it brings to trade finance ensures cost effectiveness, quicker turnaround, and potentially unlocks liquidity for businesses. He's just talking that blockchain shit. I can tell, could look at his face and know that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Look at that face. He's pooping on himself. I think that's the billionaire, is it? Isn't it? Or is it the. Is um. Katendra Dave guy. What's his name? Makish Abani? Yeah. Mukesh? Mukesh? Let's see who that is. Katendra Dave. So yeah, Katendra Dave is not that guy. Hmm. Uh, let's see the richest person. Yeah, Mukesh Abani is that guy. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm, he's wearing that, like, I could have you killed tie, so I need to calm down. <laughs> I need to relax. You're a great man, Mukesh. <laughs> Sorry. Bitcoin. Next article for Monday. Bitcoin's <laughs> true stress test is yet to come. What's this about? Uh, 197 retweets, one Reddit share was written by Michael J. Casey on CoinDesk.com. Oh, boy, Michael J. Back in the studio. He's. We've seen articles from him. Yeah, man, we've read some classics from old Mikey J. Michael J. Okay. Uh, wow, this article starts like that. Okay. Um, so it starts wrecked? Question mark. You should see the other guy. For anyone concerned about Bitcoin losing another 4% in October to post its third straight monthly loss, it's worth comparing that loss to those seen by traditional financial markets. By standard measures, last month was the worst on Wall Street since the 2008 financial crisis. (gasps) Gasp. The Nasdaq lost 9.2%, the Dow Jones Industrial 6.9%, and the S&P 500 5.1%. Riskier markets such as tech stocks and emerging markets were hit especially hard. A 4% decline is still hefty, but given its past volatility, 
The lead cryptocurrency's relative stability amongst amid the angst on the street is notable. Mm-hmm. General impression produced by last year's wild crypto bubble was that Bitcoin and all other such tokens exist at the extreme end of the speculative class of assets. So if world markets become risk averse as they did severely last month, the thinking was that people would dump Bitcoin along with every other high risk asset in their flight to dollars. Instead, up until Monday, October 30, when Bitcoin suffered a $200 drop, it was more or less stable. By crypto standards, it was a boring month. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? You know, I mean, do you think it's kind of a good thing that like people didn't like scream for the hills and dump all out into dollars and, you know, Bitcoin didn't drop that much, which in turn means the other cryptocurrencies didn't drop that much? Yeah. Yeah, it was good that it held. Yep. Man, I heard words, Jesse. That's what I like. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't really know what's going on right now. I'm like 10 days out of date or 11 days out of date with news. Here's the thing. Do you ever know what's going on in crypto? Well, I mean, there was a midterm elections and I didn't vote. <gasps> you Did you? Motherfucker. You're the reason Beto lost. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's happening yeah and i'm still tired yeah there was an election i voted mostly because like thirty thousand celebrities told me via instagram facebook and twitter that i had to um which works you know um but yeah you didn't miss much like everybody for about a week was posting i voted stickers and i have one here if you want to look at the camera Looks like that. I voted. Oh, that's cool. And um, but here's the thing: I didn't get this for voting. I just bought them in a bulk set. I'm I'm good for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah, that's smart man. No, I'm kidding. I actually did vote. That'd be fucked up <laughs> if I did do that though. Just be like, I voted. I didn't. Um, I did vote. I'm not gonna say who I voted for because I feel like that is classless, Beto. Um. Okay. <laughs> did you just did you say okay? Um, let's see here. Um, anyways, long story short, the financial markets are taking a tumble, but Bitcoin didn't. Right? Yeah, that's one. That so like I may appear like I'm not really talking. It's because I'm googling really hard to catch up with all the news. <laughs> Your Google foo is intense, man. Uh my Google Foo is lackluster. I've learned that. Lackluster. Yeah. They recovered a little bit. Uh, hmm. So, I'm going to take this last one from Monday and then go on into Tuesday. Let's try and do some lightning rounds. Lightning um, rounds, okay. Anna Berman, just because I know you're tired, man. Flying back from Spain, like, and walking around I mean, the mountains. You flew back from Russia. I mean, I don't know. well, Prague. Don't call them Russia. They might punch oh. you in the face. Oh, okay. And don't call them the Czech Republic. 
Well, sorry, don't call them Czechoslovakia. Even though some people I learned in the country wanted to go back to Czechoslovakia and also aren't fond of Jewish people right now. So, like, there's some crazy things happening in the world again. And it's like, how does this keep happening? I thought we already told you guys hating Jewish people is not a good thing. Why are you doing this again? So they've had some swastika issues over there. There's a gang called Wolf Kiss that tags everything that Cello and I are fascinated with. Like, who is Wolf Kiss? What are they kissing? Why are they wolves? Why do they run Prague? I asked all the adults, and they were like, oh, I'm too old for that game. That's a child's thing. And I was like, what? It's everywhere in your city. You're not concerned Wolf Kiss is on every building? But anyways. Um, I've got an interesting story about that. About the graffiti? About, um, so there's this city in Spain called Toledo. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, do you know about it? I know about the city, but I don't know anything. I know it is a city. That's all I know. So, apparently, um, the Israeli government put, um, money into publicly showing the Jewish quarter over the Muslim and Christian quarters in the city of Toledo. Hmm. And they put tiles into the ground and also um, like light, like projectors that show um, light on the ground on the pavement at night that say, you know, this is the Jewish quarter. Um, mm. So, you know, that you, when you're in the, uh, the Jewish section of that city, because wow. apparently historically, um, I guess like 500 or so years ago, um, those three um, religions lived in that city. Um, they were forced to live together. And um, recently it was discovered that there was an actual wall that separated the Jewish quarter from the other quarters because apparently the Christians would throw rocks at the Jews. And um, yeah, so there's just a lot of hate between the um the religious groups but yeah mm. it's just, just interesting that yeah. that the israeli government would fund um just markers that separate quarter. yeah yeah when you said quarter i thought you were talking about the coin for a while i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you i was like hmm how's that work was it's a kosher quarter i don't get it and then i got it was like an area an area of the city yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be surprised to find what Israel funds all around the world, honestly. I mean, I wonder if that's why they get so much hate, because they caused it yeah. themselves. Are we going to go down another rabbit hole? Better okay, be careful with yeah, that one. Let's, let's, I don't know. Better be careful with that one. Um, anyways... Uh, let's go to the next article, not rabbit holy, just an article about mining, written by Anna Berman, Cointelegraph, 7,996 views, 227 shares. You can listen to the article if you want. It's going down. Uh, after negligible mining-related sales, AMD launches eight, count that, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, new blockchain compute solutions. Okay? So... What we got going on here is AMD said, hey, people stop buying our GPUs. What the fuck, bro? And somebody at AMD said, let's repackage them as something different 
and try and sell them. So let's take a look. AMD, a California-based semiconductor manufacturer, has evidently partnered with seven major tech companies to produce eight new cryptocurrency mining rigs. If we extrapolate that, next year they are going to partner with eight tech companies to produce nine new cryptocurrency mining rigs. According to, <laughs> according to AMD's official website, as of today, November 5th, we know that's not today, but that's when they wrote this as for the list of newly released miners on amd's site under the title amd and blockchain technology the firm has partnered with sapphire asrock asus msi biostar tool and rajan tech to issue eight different rigs boasting ultimate stability 24 7 performance and enterprise here we go with the damn quotations the unnecessary quotations. Do you need to put quotations around ultimate stability and 24 set? Well, I guess you do because 24 seven performance is probably not true or cut off or something. Anyways, the price of the equipment has not yet been specified at this time, but our, our, our uh, sources inside at AMD tell us Jesse that it is going to be quote unquote, a fuck ton of money. So on the other, <laughs> On the other website, Andy stresses that the partnership will bring new blockchain compute solutions. I don't know what that means because the only blockchain compute solutions are based on the consensus algorithms or the, yeah, like SHA-256 or Script or the litany of others that exist. So I don't know what's new unless they're carrying the one and adding the zero. Uh, this move comes just a week after AMD released its third quarter 2018 financial report, where the company stated that the blockchain-related GPU sales in the third quarter were negligible. It means they didn't make as much money as they wanted, but they did make enough to get their Christmas bonus. As Cointelegraph previously reported as a company, AMD has not allowed to express a positive view of blockchain. In April, CEO Lisa Su said blockchain was a quote here, a very important technology. And she also said, I understand that's vague as fuck, but what do you want me to do? I'm the CEO of a multinational company. Um, let's see here. Anyways, uh, AMD's do new stuff. Next day. Um, this article is written by Marie Hullet, November 6th. That'd be Tuesday. Cointelegraph, 15,460 total views. Man, that's a lot of asses and seats if it's a uh, stadium. You know what I mean, Jesse? That is a lot. Are you all right? What was that? That was, that was like the, a yawn. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> uh, that was a lot. Um, I like Anyways. the picture. It's like Bitman, Bitmain, like a picture of like an ASIC with a face on it, and it says Bitmain. It's got hands that are just like, hmm, I'm, yeah. I'm Bitmain. It's doing a Kanye shrug because it's like, yeah, I make a lot of money, money every day. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bitcoin mining giant Bitmain has officially released two new seven nanometer and minor crypto mining machines, according to an official tweet posted November fifth. Uh, Bitmain indicated in September, that, that is, uh, September in Espanol, uh, that it will be equipping its new Antminer models with next generation application specific integrated circuit chips. 
Ooh, Asics, baby. Here's a quote. We're officially about announcing the release of our new 7 nanometer miners, which possess industry-leading hash rates designed to mine with the SHA-256 algorithm. Two models will be offered, the Antminer S15 and the T15. Uh, the U15 is coming next year. Available for purchase on 11-8, November 8th. So, uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, so new ant miners coming out. This is news, not sponsored, however. And uh, China, the Bitcoin mining behemoth, releases the new seven nanometer ant miner hardware. What's smaller than nano? Pico? Yeah. What? I said that's so unsure. Like, Pico? <laughs> De Gallo? Oh, man, that sounds delicious. Have you missed Chipotle? Did you miss Chipotle while you were in Spain? Mm, I miss rice because they have no rice unless it's in their paella. What the hell's going on over there? Do they have tacos in Spain? Dude, it's Spain. Uh, you say that like everybody just knows about Spain. I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on in Spain. It's bread, cheese, and Iberico ham. What happened in between Spain and sailing over here that we ended up with like tacos? I have. Well, it's the native american people right or like the the was it the incas the mayans the aztecs all those people had corn mm. so you have corn tortillas and stuff but mm. there in spain they've got chorizo and it's not even like mexican chorizo it's like it's not spicy because we had this discussion earlier like europeans don't eat spicy food Oh, so wow. So why do you even call that chorizo? You might as well just call it meat goo. Uh, you know what? There was a lot of uh, food that I had in Spain that I've had in like the countries that they colonize, like Filipino food. And what else? Another country. Um, but you can taste the influence of Spanish foods. But mm. the other countries that were colonized made the foods way better than the original Spanish <laughs> foods. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But yeah. Spanish That's food really is like funny. meat and cheese and and bread. It's pretty much all it is. They don't have tortillas there. That's kind of like all of Europe, meat, cheese, bread. Yeah. Except for Italians. Italians really like threw it for a loop. They were like, hey, we're going to turn our bread into noodles. So deal with it. I want to go to Italy. Sounds nice. You know what is dank, though? Something that I might add to my regular cooking repertoire and that my friend is schnitzel let me tell you this i can tell you schnitzel is delicious it is very good what what is schnitzel is it like it's sausage i think it's ham i think it's ham it's fried ham which doesn't sound good but it tastes great Oh, okay. Oh, here's one that just made ripples in the crypto community. Off the chain crypto podcast apparently blocked on Apple iTunes. So, uh, if you don't know off the chain podcast, it's a very new podcast that's getting like super duper popular. Um, with um, what's his name? Anthony Pompliano. He's a crypto analyst and a partner at Morgan Creek Digital. Um, so his podcast was blocked. Whether it be by accident or not, because it has like Bitcoin in the title or something. Um, but it's been reinstated since. Uh, it's a good podcast. It's very podcasty. Um, you know, they do stuff right over there. Uh, good old A Pomp. 
So um, if you want to hear a good podcast reinforcing Bitcoin's ideals, you can go check it out. And last article on Tuesday. 5,000 BTC missing and other details of the Winklevi versus Shrimp case. This case has, I think, already been dropped as of the time you read this. But apparently the Winklevi claimed that Charlie Shrimp stole 5,000 BTC from them. It's an easy target because Charlie Shrimp is literally a felon. So um, do you call someone who went to prison a felon or you call them like a used to be a felon? Ex-felon. Ex-con. No, right? They're always... They're always a felon, felon, right? Yeah. 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 So uh Charlie Shrimp's a felon, so that's an easy target, but you know, he he was he's one of the Bitcoin's first pioneers and he bit the bullet. Uh you know, usually pioneers do things like die of disease, but he did something like go to prison. So um now the Winklevire coming after him, claiming that he stole 5,000 BTC, which is roughly like $35 million. But I'd be mad, too, if someone sold $35 million from me. I would be upset. I would be very upset. You know, it's like that movie. Have you ever seen that movie with the Italian kid? And he's, like, chasing this guy down. He's like, hey, man, you owe me 20 bucks. He chases him, and he doesn't get him. And then he meets this other, like, Italian mob boss. And he's like, hey, why are you chasing that kid over there? And he's like, well, because he owes me 20 bucks, my, my boss. And he's like, you know what? That's the cost of never have, having to see him again. You don't, you don't ever have to see him again. You pay $20. He's out of your life. You don't need to chase him for $20. But in this case, I would chase a motherfucker to the moon for $35 million. <laughs> You're not worth $35 million to me. Give me my money. So... After I get my money, I take a bubble bath. So, anyways, uh, on a Wednesday, your turn, man. All right. So, oh, okay. I hope none of these are sponsored. Uh, Bitcoin.com. Lubomir Tasev writes, Abu Dhabi Securities Exchange to create infrastructure for cryptocurrency assets. Um, the Abu Dhabi Securities Exchange has released a paper aimed at creating the infrastructure necessary to accommodate transactions with cryptocurrency-based assets and facilitate the implementation of, a, again, distributed ledger technologies in the Emirate. Um, ADX shares view on cryptocurrency regulation. ADX is the Abu Dhabi oh, Security Exchange. Yes. Um, see. Abu Dhabi... Abu Dhabi has some cool ass buildings, man. I like that picture. Hey, hey, yeah. I need to head out there someday. Sorry for yawning in your ear, audience. Sometimes the days go long. <laughs> so Abu Dhabi to upgrade market infrastructure, commenting on the release. The chief executive of ADX, Rashad Al Blushi, noted the importance of upgrading Abu Dhabi's existing financial market infrastructure. It also highlighted the need to incorporate comprehensive standards of governance within traditional systems in order to improve the quality of the infrastructure, prevent market fragmentation, and increase investor confidence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do, 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 Don't do, you think do, it's amazing yes. how like it's gone from? I mean, when I was 2012, 2013, like into 2012, going into 2013, Bitcoin was just like not even talked about, like not even barely thought of people were saying all these things like this is going to turn into like there's going to be distributed organizations there's going to be smart contracting uh you could do this you could do that and like it's crazy to see it be reality 
after you're talking it into existence and people are like, man, you're crazy. You're talking that crazy talk. And then you read things like Abu Dhabi is uh, creating infrastructure for cryptocurrency assets. And you're like, what? No way. It's crazy. Everybody's trying to talk about it, it seems. Whether they actually implement it is like well, another thing. I never asked this, Jesse. This is a Jesse moment we're about to have. We don't get many of these. What pulled you into crypto? Uh, I thought I answered this a bunch of times before, but I was trading um, video games. Oh, yeah. We have talked about you were trading the Counter-Strike skins, right? Yeah. And the only way to circumvent the um, the market is to use um, external like avenues. So mm. use PayPal, use Bitcoin, um, use... Um, other game currencies use in-game current uh, in-game in-game key was worth like two two dollars and thirty cents mm-hmm. um, th- th- there were just ways of of uh, moving around money mm. and Bitcoin was just an option then hmm. that's an yeah, interesting in so you had you were using it like you had a utility, and then you were like, "Wait a second, this stuff's actually kind of cool." And then, yeah, a lot of video games use Bitcoin to move value around. Nice. Yeah, like little twelve-year-olds with thousands of dollars. Remember we talked about this? Yeah, you told me like you you ran into twelve-year-olds with like just so much Bitcoin, and and now they'd probably have like maybe hundreds of thousands somewhere in there. Yeah, maybe if they didn't. If they didn't sell it. Sell it. Yeah. Crazy times, man. We're living in crazy times. That's my new thing. If I just kind crazy times. Defaulted <laughs> to crazy times. Like, anyways, sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to get you off track. You keep going you're, with the headlines. You're good. You're good. All right. So for the next uh, article on Wednesday, we have another article brought to you by. Bitcoin.com, written by Kevin Helms with 2,396 eyeballs. Article starts, ECB shuts down Maltese Bank over schemes to launder money and evade U.S. sanctions. Mm-hmm. So Malta's Pilatus Bank has been shut down by the European Central Bank. Mm. Its banking license was revoked after its chairman was charged in the U.S. with e or with money laundering and organizing a scheme to evade U.S. sanctions. The bank had also been accused by a murdered journalist of processing. Is that the Khashoggi guy? I don't know. Let's keep reading. This is getting fucking juicy. Uh, of processing corrupt payments. EU authorities now want new powers to crack down on money laundering. Ooh, shit. Let's see who the reporter uh, is, the journalist. Banks do some dirty shit, man. Okay, here we go. Okay, it's not. Uh, journalist Daphne Caruana Galicia, Reuters described, was a Maltese investigative journalist. Uh, she was killed by a car bomb in Malta a year ago. However, there has been no proven link between her murder and her story about the bank. Publication conveyed. Nonetheless, the event prompted the EU to begin investigating the bank in October last year. Three men suspected of killing her brothers George and Alfred DiGiorgio 
and their friend Vince Muscat were arrested during a police operation in December 2017, the BBC added. So it looks like more shady stuff. Mm. Banks are laundering money, baby. That's nothing new. but Yeah. They sweep that stuff under the rug, apparently, because banks are, quote-unquote, too big to fail. So, there we go. Maybe they are. <gasps> Crazy times. <laughs> <laughs> Say that for everything. Yeah, man. Yeah, you go to McDonald's wild. looking to pay a dollar for a double cheeseburger, and they're like, sir, that'll be $2.22. And you're like, what? Crazy times. Did you know that there was a Grand Mac? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a Spain special. Like whenever you work at McDonald's, when you sit down in the break room, you yeah. you can like go onto the McDonald's network and like learn. And I learned a lot of stuff. Like the, the, they love Mickey D's in Spain. I know that much. They love Burger King too. Which is strange, Everywhere. right? Because Burger King is a pile of shit here in the States. Unless you're in the military, there's Burger Kings everywhere. But Did you know Burger King? Wait, well, let me get this right. Um, let me do my uh, Google Foo. Um, what the? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, come on. So Miami, uh, Burger King was owned by some guys in Miami, and I heard recently that some European, um, some European people now own Burger King, and that's why it's popular in Spain now. Let me let me look that up. Um, I'm just curious. Oh, oh finish. No. Oh, finish? Finish, finish him. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. That was totally <laughs> non-related. I just... Never oh, screw it. I'll find it later. But somebody was telling me that the reason why Burger King is so popular in Spain is because Burger King is now owned by European um, people, not the people who... The Americans in Miami who originally owned it. Wow. Are you guys hearing that? I know you, most of you that listen to this listen to this in the States. Are you hearing that? Burger King isn't even owned by an American. I bet you they don't even own guns. We need to, we need to get them out of here. Come on. The final push, just like the final push to quit smoking is almost there because of truth.com. The final push to get Burger King out of your city is almost there. <laughs> they're, they're not even American anymore. They, they probably don't even go to state fairs. You hear me? I hope that's right because I like I haven't found anything substan like helping to substantiate that claim. Yeah. Because I'm still seeing that it's uh here maybe. And what's red blooded and American is the French fry, not that stupid fried onion they try and put on you all the time. Every time you go there, they're like, "Hey, you want some onion rings?" And I'm like, "Burger King, I don't want your shitty onion rings. I want the French potato fries." Okay. What? Yeah, they try to sh- peddle those onion rings on you every time you no, go. No, 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 not that. Apparently, oh. RBI 
it's restaurant brands international is a canadian multinational fast food holding company and it's what currently owns the burger king uh, <laughs> brand oh, so it's owned by wow. canadians it's owned by canadians that's even worse oh wow that's our neighbor <laughs> That's like, oh, wow. Burger King's got to go. Yeah, okay. Burger King. Okay, and Popeye's. Popeye's is owned by RBI. <gasps> Didn't know that. What is Church's Chicken owned by? I'm asking for a friend. I don't know. Tim Hortons is also owned by RBI. Uh, Tim Horton? Like, that Tim Horton? Like Tim Hortons, the coffee, like their equivalent of Starbucks. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Um, I just know about that because I see, I saw Dead Mouse drive around people in his Lambo to Tim Hortons on coffee runs before everybody started doing coffee runs. Interesting. Um. All right. So let's let's just backpedal here and get back to the last article for Wednesday. Oh yeah, we got really far. Track. Uh, Helen Parts. Uh, Cointelegraph.com, 7,296 total views, 207 total shares. Cybersecurity firm ranks safety of top security or of top crypto exchanges. The prominent cybersecurity firm Group IB has graded the security of top crypto exchanges. U.S. based tech news media The Next Web reported Tuesday. Why is this a Thursday article? But okay. Or no, it's a Wednesday article. Wait, November 6th? And then the article is November 8th. Mm-hmm. Why is this article on Wednesday in our headline schedule? Do you, did you, do you see that? Um, wait, excuse me? What? So, the, anyway, okay, we're just going to pretend like it's, it's an article from Wednesday. Um, <laughs> like it's dated Thursday. According to research conducted by the Moscow-based firm in partnership with crypto asset insurance platform CryptoInz, the Kraken platform is the safest crypto exchange. In contrast, OKEX, the now second crypto exchange by daily trade volume, as well as Kobe Pro and CoinCheck are the riskiest crypto trading spots, the report says. Per the next web, Group IB made its determinations with newly developed Asset uh, assessment uh, system that calculates insurance premiums to cover cryptocurrencies held by major exchanges. Crypto ends supported by the Swiss Swiss insurance broker Aspis now offering its insurance services to doesn't. Oh, crypto's getting insurance. That's kind of cool. That's new. That's new and neat. Nice. So. More important than crypto, I'm doing a little research on Church's Chicken over here. So it's established. (laughs) Do it. Just do it. It was founded in San Antonio, Texas by George W. Church Sr. Uh, It's headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. Surprise. Uh, (laughs) But they don't have Church's Chicken in Atlanta. Uh, Who knows? Um. Oh, no, there is one. Uh, oh, but it's in downtown Atlanta. Okay. Man, you might want to go check that church's chicken out. It might be making some bomb shit. Yeah, there's three locations. I'll check it out. I'm going to yeah. go there this weekend. 
Man, check it out, man. They make the crispiest chicken in all the land, but they also make the, the tasteless chicken in all the land. You got to add some taste to it via hot sauce. But, um, yeah, so Church's Chicken is actually owned by Church's Holding Company. So that's a neat little trick. They have a company that owns the company. Um, neat, neat trick there. Um,. Church's Chicken sponsored the Grand Prix series of chess tournaments under the auspicious, uh, uh, under the auspices of the United States Chess Fa- Federation. So the United States—that's very funny that the Chess Federation would be behind some of the greasiest chicken on the planet. And so you're playing chess and you're getting that chicken grease all over those chess pieces. That's a disgusting scenario. I don't even like thinking about it. But yeah. Interesting. Oh, I found Ooh. more locations. Ooh, here's some stuff. Church's was owned by AFC Enterprises along with Popeye's Chicken and Biscuits and Cinnabon. All in the same, all kissing cousins, baby. Through the end of 2004, when it was sold to Arsapita, formerly Crescent Capital Investments, because Arsapita is an Islamic venture capital firm, pork products were remo- removed from the menu after the sale. As pork is not halal. So, wow, I didn't even realize that. I can't even remember, but I guess there were pork products on Popeye's chicken menu. And they were like, <laughs> no, sir. Not in Islam, baby. Interesting. Wow. The more you'd know. That's it for the headlines today, guys. We're going to end it with Church's Chicken. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, going on a Thursday. We don't do Friday because that is zero confirmation news, but we are on the last day of the week. Thank you for sticking around for another week of headlines. We hope that you thought it was fascinating. I, for one, thought it's fascinating that crypto is getting a little insurance. Companies are starting to give them a little taste now. And also, banks are evil, but nobody seems to care or can do anything yet. Um, and... <laughs> Anyways, let's move on to Thursday. Uh, this is Coindesk, written by Rachel Rose O'Leary. Damn, Rachel. Um, the little-known ways Ethereum reveals user location data. Oh, oh, this could be juicy. So people don't realize how much information is out in the open. That's Peter Sizzalegui, uh, an Ethereum core developer who manages the software client Geth. Uh, referring to the fact that little attention has been paid to the blockchain's underlying network layer, where information is sometimes exposed in complex and unpredictable ways. Indeed, there is an awareness of implication of such exposure and has given rise to an ongoing acceleration of research on how to better obscure user data in the application level, which sits on top of the Ethereum blockchain, a transparent system that publishes smart contract and transaction data. In an interview, Sizzalegi described the peer-to-peer company components that underlie the world's second largest blockchain by market capitalization as a black magic thing. This state of affairs is highlighted during his talk at the annual developer conference DevCon 4 in Prague last week. Sizzalizaji detailed a number of concerns that could cause user metadata to leak out over time and under the worst case scenario provide the basis for an accurate global map of Ethereum user locations. Sneaky shit. During last Friday's talk, Sizzalizaji focused on two ways I'm saying his name wrong, I feel, every time, but I'm really trying. It's got a lot of consonants in it. I'm sorry. Sizzalizajui focused on two ways in which this could happen, with the focus on websites like Popular Blockchain Explorer, Etherscan, and light clients such as mobile or browser-based dApps. Quote, 
when people are trans transitioning away from full nodes, they're giving up a certain guarantees. And I just want to highlight what potential issues might arise, says the legit told Coindesk. Here's another quote, and then we're moving on. It's not that they are unsolvable problems, but someone needs to understand that they exist. So he did some digging and he was like, oh, snaps. People's location data is just there. We should do something about that. There you go. Um, speaking of doing things about things, Chinese school principals caught mining Ethereum at work. How do you get caught? Well, I know how you get caught, but like, why own up to it? Would you, Jesse, if you were a school teacher and you had a closet full of uh, ASIC miners and somebody found it, like, and it was a random closet, like in the school, would you like say it was yours? Or would you be like, I don't know, I don't know who did that shit. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know. What would you do? Would you have the, I feel like you're a man of integrity. So you'd be like, I, did that that closet was built by me i've been mining ether on your dime school yeah i mean i probably wouldn't do that just because well, i don't know what would you do i mean I, w I would own up to it but i probably wouldn't have done that in the beginning hmm. well yeah yeah i mean but what if let's say you're not you and you did do that well, if I'm not me, then anything is possible, right? Oh wow, you're such a you're so quick <laughs> with the logic, so quick with it. I know if I got caught, I would just say like, or if somebody got caught. You see what I'm saying there? If somebody got caught, they're like, "Hey, did you do this?" I'd be like, "No, it's crazy, man. I don't even know what is that <laughs> a wire? I don't even know. There's fans. What are those fans doing? It's hot in there." <laughs> so. Anyways, Yogita Katri, uh, she says, two principals at a Chinese school got in hot water after stealing power from the institution to mine the Ethereum cryptocurrency. They were in Venezuela, they'd be in jail as we speak. According to a report from Hong Kong news outlet HK01 on Wednesday, Pumin Middle School in Hunan province uh, had been experiencing higher than normal noise levels from its computers for recent months, even on the holidays. <laughs> the school's IT network had also significantly slowed, while electricity consumed had almost doubled from July to November. <laughs> Sorry. How is anybody keeping quiet about this? Like, like the teachers are walking past the closet. They're like, damn, those computers are loud. What is going on? Somebody must be doing a presentation. The, school, <laughs> the school's general manager had initially put energy usage spike down to overuse of air conditioners. <laughs> Shit. But an investigation revealed that the school's principal... Lei Hui and Vice Principal Wang Zipeng had installed nine computers worth around $7,000 in total to mine the Ethereum cryptocurrency. Wow. HK01 indicates that the principal had initially set up the mining machines at his home, but was dismayed at the electricity costs. <laughs> Did he not do any research? It's like, oh man, I'll hook up these money printers. <laughs> Give it a shot. So he installed the machines in a school dormitory and effectively stole the required power. So 
Here's a long story short. Be like broke. Jesse the man broke. And don't do illegal shit. Okay? Like stealing someone's power to mine crypto. Mm. Look, look at the uh, the bottom of the article. State employee. No, no. Even better. The one at the very bottom. Last year, a former employee at the Federal Reserve Board of Directors was fined $5,000 and put on probation after being caught mining Bitcoin on a server owned by the U.S. Central Bank. Mm. That's funny. How are people thinking they can get away with this? When your electricity costs double or triple, you know, somebody's going to say, like, wait, are y'all turn- not turning off the lights? Like, Yeah, I have on. a friend who works for... Um, a large uh, enterprise group and he's like IT mm-hmm. and nobody else knows anything and he was asking me like I think about a year ago he was like yo um, can you help me mine on all the computers <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you told him no uh, I'm so glad you told him no that been funny Um, or did you, Jesse? No, no. You'll never You're know. such a man of mystery, man. You're an international man of mystery. <laughs> You're international. <laughs> you just came back from Spain. That makes you international, man. Uh, okay. You're an international man of mystery out here in these streets. Is your Twitter? Is your Tinder blowing up? You swiping right out there? <laughs> swiping right. <laughs> you said you are swiping right. No, it's just like, am I swiping right? What's your I swipe gotta, right tactic? Do you shotgun it, or do you do you take care and do you? You only swipe right on the people you're actually interested in. Yeah, right? see, that's not what I did when I had to. <laughs> I did what I called shotgun swiping, which was you swipe until you run out of swipes for the day, and then you wake up and you do it again. Jeez. Well, crazy. then what happens is a grocery store comes to you. You have a grocery store worth of options. Maybe you want a little Pepsi. Maybe you want a little do. Maybe you want a little Coca-Cola. Maybe you want some Sprite. But you just got options in your inbox. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Yeah. Is that not the way to do it? I figure it's a numbers game, right? I mean, you're going to get stuff that you don't want, right? Well, I mean, that's life, right? Some, I mean, you know, just you no, can't but, like, eat you don't all have the watermelon. Sometimes like, you get the rind. You don't have to swipe right on everybody. You still play the numbers game. Oh, so you're saying there's a better numbers game to play than blanket swipe right on everything. Well, just just do it properly, and then you'll have more options from what you actually wanted. Mm. Right? I feel like you're using it more efficiently than I was. I was literally <laughs> just like shotgun swiping, going to town. And then when somebody was like, hey, what's up? And I'd be like, who the fuck are you? I don't know. <laughs> oh, says here you're into nationalism. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I, I was just swiping. No, I'm kidding. All right. So the last article of the week um, before it gets into zero confirmation news and you're looking up articles on your own. Uh, Marie Hulet says innovation behind bars, the arrest of India's first Bitcoin ATM operators. Ain't it a shame? Earlier in October, the developers of India's first Bitcoin 
uh, ATM were arrested in the city of Bangalore under criminal charges in a case that has shaken the local cider community and cast a spotlight on the lack of clarity surrounding the law of the land in regard to crypto. While the official Freedom of Information report called the FAIR detailing the charges against the men is not in the public domain, the mainstream media has reported that they are booked under serious criminal charges, including criminal conspiracy, cheating, and forgery. They're going to jail now. From the alleged charges, you be forgiven for assuming the suspects were deceitful fugitives, yet they are two of the co-founders of the country's first cryptocurrency exchange, UnoCoin. Oh man, I know about UnoCoin. No way. Dang, that's fucked up. They're going to prison now. Oh man. I bet you Indian prisons are not fun. <laughs> they don't look like they're fun at all. Prisons are great anywhere, but I think Norwegian prisons are okay because they believe in reform. Like you go in there and they give you like a TV and internet and they give you classes and they talk about your feelings and they're like, hey, you gotta think about the food though. Like, would you rather have Norwegian food or Indian food? Indian oh, food a, in prison is still probably better I'm than pretty Norwegian. sure like food is the last thing on my mind when I'm going to prison. Oh, definitely higher on my list than yeah. yours, I guess. I've seen some stuff, though. I like to watch um, Locked Up because it makes me feel better about the decisions that I've made. Is that about the kids who get scared by inmates? No, that's scared oh. straight, and that is the some of the best TV on TV. Um, I love watching Scared Straight on YouTube, and I'm just like, look at that kid. Look at that kid get yelled at by that, those prisoners. But then, like... Um, what is it? Um, locked up is like some of the prisons, they just give you like spaghetti in a bag and that's your meal. And like that is such a sad existence to me. <laughs> I would be so upset with my <laughs> myself. That's an MRE, I, right? Huh? It's like the equivalent of like an MRE for spaghetti. Yeah, but it's not even an MRE to make you feel fancy. It's just a plastic baggie of spaghetti, and you're just like, wow, that is like, like a sandwich bag, like a yeah, like sandwich. a little, and not not even the sandwich bags that like um have the the zippers oh on God. them. That's so ingenious. Just, you just, just cut like a pocket in the bottom like corner, and then you could just like squeeze the spaghetti out. <laughs> Look at you getting ingenuitive already. You'd be the one guy in line that's like, oh, I can't wait to get my bag of spaghetti. <laughs> this is so great. It's like it's like a. That's so nasty. It's like spaghetti paste, baby. Just gotta squeeze this in my mouth. Um, yeah, but it's the bags that fold over. You know what I mean? The sandwich bags where you put the sandwich in and then you fold the rest of the bag over it. It's not like the Ziploc bag. Wait. Yeah, so the, you're really laughing at someone's pain right now, but you just... No, for a second, like the, the when you were like the bag that you fold over, and I was like before, like the first thought I had was like like a brown paper bag, like a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> throw spaghetti in brown paper bags and like here, take this. <laughs> like that's so bad. That's so bad. I will never go to prison. I swear to you. Like Your I'll do. Spaghetti was was given to you in brown paper bag. <laughs> If I didn't go to prison like that and they gave me spaghetti in a brown paper bag, (laughs) then I think I would 
I think I would end myself. I think that would be the end of life for me. I'd be like, well, this is clearly hell. And, you know, it can't get much worse from here. So. That was such a fun image before I actually realized that the fold over plastic bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Well, you figure they you unfold your spaghetti. Is that what you figured you're happening? I mean, no, it's just the brown paper bag was just hilarious with like spaghetti in it and like the spaghetti You're like so wrong for that. The, the bottom gets like wet and then it's just <laughs> so you pick it up and the spaghetti falls out and you just like, oh my God, sorry. Uh, guys, two guys went to jail for operating ATMs in India because the rules weren't clear and India came in and arrested them and now they're just in prison. That's the article. But we want to let you know that. If you go to prison in the states, you might get served spaghetti <laughs> in a bag, and we're trying to let you—we're trying to keep you away from that oh, I gotta situation. That. Spaghetti okay. in a bag. Yeah. Oh god, it's too funny. Spaghetti <laughs> plastic bag. We've got to wrap this up because I didn't know spaghetti in a bag was going to spark the situation for you. But, oh, it's too funny. Oh. Uh, Oh, wow. The first thing that pops up is, what's your spaghetti policy here from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> having a spa day. Are you trying to say having a spaghetti day? Having a... Oh, God. That is the best. Yeah. You know, truth be told, if you're super duper hungry, spaghetti in a bag might be delicious. So, Anyways, uh, guys, we gotta we got to stop. Because we've gone on many a tangent this episode. And if this is your first episode of Just the Headers, this is what Jesse and I do, man. We have a good time. Because all crypto doesn't have to be super serious all the time. That was because great. Because when it is, huh? That was great. I like the end. Yeah, Speaking me too. Back. Uh, you want to like, if I ever come visit you out in Atlanta, you got to make me spaghetti in a bag. <laughs> I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be out there in April. So... You better serve me spaghetti in a bag, sir. I will give you the best spaghetti in the best bag possible. If you give it to me in a paper bag, I swear to God. <laughs> just, yes, so. I will throw it. that shit at your wall. I'll clean it up. I'll help you clean it up. But it'll be a dramatic experience for both of us. That would so. be awesome. I'll bring it. Um. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, crypto headlines. So if you want to follow the crypto headlines, we're going to put a link to the database that we keep. I don't know. You can call it a database if you want to. Corey got on me one time. He's like, you can't just call everything in a spreadsheet a database. And I was like, okay, so a database is a giant spreadsheet. I don't really. It's got data in it, and it's based somewhere. I don't know what you want me to say, but I don't know. Hold on. Let's Google database. Definition of database. I need to win this argument. I love winning arguments, Corey, because he's a doctor. A structured set of data held in a computer, especially one that is accessible in various ways. <laughs> yeah, so how is a, ta- a well-structured table of information that's kept on my computer that you can access via my cloud links or via working on it is not a database? You can SQL in my shit? Anyways, um, sorry. We uh, where were we, Jesse? 
Uh, spaghetti in a bag. Yeah, you got anything you want to plug? <laughs> I bet you won't eat spaghetti in a bag on your stream. Oh, uh, hell, uh, nope, definitely not. Oh my um, god, that should be the new staple uh, of your stream. Uh, is every like Thursday when you're streaming, you eat spaghetti in a bag, <laughs> and people, and you don't say anything about it. If anybody's like, "Are you eating spaghetti in a bag?" You just never answer that question. You just keep uh, going with it. <laughs> god. Oh, I feel like I want a t-shirt that has spaghetti in the bag on it. <laughs> Anyways, um, Jesse, you got anything you want to tell the people about your life? Mm, no, I'm going to start the stream. So if you're interested in uh, video game streams, come check it out. Twitch.com slash. Twitch.tv slash the Mexican Filipino. Yep. Why'd you name it the Mexican it. Filipino? Because I'm Mexican and Filipino. There we go. Um, cool. Uh, only thing I want to share is my nephew just started crawling, and uh, he's already got the neck strength of a middle linebacker. So I'm really excited about that CTE that he's gonna have when he's about my age. So, um, see me in these streets. Play. Wait, are you gonna do the outro? You gonna do the? Uh, do 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 do. That's our show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love it. Ha <laughs> ha.